Hey, 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 welcome to the Indecisive Horror Show Podcast. Podcasts are all horror fans who are quite what is it they want to listen to. I'm your host, Drew Prevost, and in today's special Halloween episode, we will be quickly discussing my top 31 horror movies. First, I'd like to give a quick shout out to a company that needs no introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, I am just talking about Anchor. Anchor, the app that I use to create this podcast, not a sponsor. If any of you out there concerned about our podcast, please check out Anchor. Very simple to use and very effective. Um, to preface this episode, this is being recorded on October 9th of 2021. So, it is unlikely but possible this list might not be the same when it's released also something i should point out any of you who are getting access to this through my youtube channel you may notice a facial fescue going on as i like to call it, or a hair that might or a head of hair that may need trimming and that is because, in case I don't release an episode in between today and Halloween, I figure I should explain it. And that is because for those of you who don't follow me on social media, by the way, if you don't, you should come check me out. I am on Killer Flicks on Facebook. Great group. Um, you knew I was having trouble deciding what Halloween costume to wear. I had it down to Norman Bates, Art McClown, and Negan. And guys, I had to go Negan. I had to. So I'm trying to get some facial hair in. Um, not, not going great as of this recording, but I'm hoping by the end of the month uh, the results will be showing. And yeah, so no shaving in October, plus I pushed uh, my haircut back to November. So also on this list, I'm not going to be going too in-depth into detail of each movie or else this podcast episode would just be far too long. Um, it'll be under a minute discussion per movie. This is just a quick little fun episode that uh, I figured I could at least release on Halloween because I wasn't sure what else I would be able to do. Because I'm actually NYSFBC state championships as of that as of when you're listening to this if you're listening to it uh today on well for you today on october 31st so let's just get started with number 31 the purge anarchy now it kind of is a bad movie but it's done very well so, this is easily the most common answer that people give when asked their favorite Purge movie, and there's good reason. It just improves upon the original in every way. Um, it lets us see the Purge on the city streets, which is where all the action happens, and that's great. Um, yeah, Purge Anarchy. Uh, a lot of people say you don't need to watch Purge movies in chronological order, but I, I would disagree. I'd say watch Purge before you watch Purge Anarchy. It'll make you appreciate it more. Um, moving on to number 30. It's kind of 
interesting coincidental these are next to each other we have a purge election here now a lot of people give this movie a lot of flack but i actually really enjoy it as being into politics quite a bit purge election year really does just speak to me and it in my opinion dives a little bit deeper into the lure of the purge now those two you've heard my opinions on the next two you're also going to hear my opinions on because actually a matter of fact the first five on this list you have heard my opinion on because i've covered all of them on this podcast already to some capacity so number 29 the original friday the 13th now i have seen this movie drop severely in popularity as of late um People still respect it, which they should, um, but I see a lot of people hating this movie. And yes, there are sequels that I prefer to this, which is why you'll be seeing some more Friday the 13th later on in this ranking. Shh, didn't hear that. But the original Friday the 13th, I will say I probably do respect more of it I enjoy, but nevertheless, it just from that alone, for what it did for the slasher genre, my favorite subgenre for, it is a spamless list. Talking about sequels, we have 28, Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Now this is the start of another subgenre that I really love, uh, and it wasn't, I don't, I don't know if it was intended to start something, and it was really ahead of its time, that is being meta and self-aware. Uh, this movie is hilarious, and it also is kicking on all cylinders of Jason. He has become larger than life at this point. And that's really what this is. Because this is around the time that we have um, Alice Cooper releasing a lot of music videos of him. So he's a pop culture icon at this point, And he really portrays him moving up. Moving on to, this is actually the most recent entry into this list. It is the newest. It is from this year, 2021. And that is Fear Street Part 1, 1994. What a, now what a great way to pay love and homage to the slasher subgenre that we all love. Fear Street Part 1, 1994, you've heard so many people talk ad nauseum about it as this year, I don't feel the need to go too into it, but if for whatever reason you have not checked it out, please go to Netflix, check it out. Even if you don't watch the next two, which I would recommend you do, you'll love this. Um, and I haven't heard of many people only watching it first because it leaves you wanting more. Now moving on to number 26, we have Sleepaway Camp. Now, Sleepaway Camp is undeniably a ripoff of Friday the 13th and to a lesser extent the burning. Uh, and a lot of people only love it for its twist ending, but I think it offers so much more from that. It is so iconic in so many ways. It has some very enjoyable characters, some interesting acting choices. Talking about the ant there. Um, Sleepboy Camp, again, one that's been talked about so much, I don't feel the need to talk too much about it. Moving on to number 25, Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2. Now, this is one I don't hear many people talking about. And it does up the original, in my opinion. I find the original to be very glossy and boring. This one, however, feels much more dirty, almost. It, it It's a mix between slasher which you know makes me love it but it also includes a supernatural element to it and normally i don't like Van horror but hello mary lou prom night 2 just manages to pull it off um i hope to watch i've only ever seen it once though and i it was not a great format 
So hopefully all of you have opportunity to watch and perform it someday, but even about that, I absolutely adored that film. Now, moving on to the only entry from the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise that you will find on this list. And there should be no surprise to any of you, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge. Now, the only real thing to mention about this is that it is the gayest horror movie of all time. I'm taking nothing away from it community in any way, but I do find this movie to be hilarious. And Freddy is terrifying in this movie. This is dark Freddy. That we didn't see him this dark again until Wes Craven's new nightmare. Maybe not even until the remake. And I don't even think those tapped how dark and scary Freddy is in this movie. Um, great love story. Uh, haven't got around to seeing the documentary, so have to hopefully watch that sometime. Moving on to 23, um, it, we have Cabin in the Woods. Now, yeah, I actually just. Now we're getting to ones that I've recently watched for my uh, 31 Days of Horror marathon. Um, yeah, by the way, this isn't going to match that. Uh, you will remember that I put that on Killer Flicks. Um, that when I created my schedule for October for watching Horror Movie Day, which I have already failed as of October 9th, but I'm still trying. Um, that since my my list did change quite a bit since then, not a lot of new additions, so much just shuffling. So it doesn't match up perfectly, but that's alright. Uh, Kevin in the Woods. Um, very groundbreaking, I'd say. It it take it takes that self-aware humorous tone and manages to create something so deep that it's almost hard to comprehend how many dimensions there are to this movie. <laughs> Look at that room of this L blocks moving around. It's multi-dimensional. Ooh. Okay. Moving on to number twenty-two. Let's pick this up, Zombie Land. Um, my third favorite zombie movie of all time. Uh, love Woody Harrelson, love Jesse Eisenberg, love Emma Stone. Uh, great comedy actors, and they managed to pull off a pretty good hor horror movie that uh, I doubt they expected it to become as big as it did, but it did. Moving on to number 21, we have Scream 4. I adore Scream 4. Scream 4 is a movie that, yes, it probably shouldn't exist, but aren't you glad it does? Because after Scream 3, like, it that was not a fair ending to the Scream franchise. Now, we do have another Scream coming out, Scream 2022. I hope, I wish they were calling it Scream 5, but, you know, what you're gonna do. Um, I'm, it's not gonna be meta, so I'm not looking... I, I don't know how a Scream movie can be successful without being meta. Uh, we'll see. Scream 4, though, goes into reboots. It goes into menace. It has a ton of gore. The only real negative with Scream 4, honestly, is if they don't kill off uh, Sydney, Gale, or Dewey. And also, the entire movie looks like there's Vaseline on the camera, but I love Scream 4. Uh, number 20, this one I just watched today as of recording this episode. The Slumber Party Massacre. 
Now, this one is definitely a guilty pleasure. Um, it's not supposed to be watched, I don't think, but it, it, it is a cult classic for a reason. It, it does only a few things, but it does them very well. Eye candy, uh, gore candy, carnage candy, um, cheesy acting, it's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, and what an interesting choice for a weapon, a drill, I mean, man. Now, moving on to 19, this will be the first, this will be, at this point, the, after this entry, the only other big three on here will be Friday movies. Because number 19 is Halloween 2. I know I'm going to get so much hate for not saying Halloween 1, but Halloween 2, uh, the 1981 version, by the way. Uh, I think it does one up the original. I think it, well, I have so much respect for the original. Um, it is undeniably a better movie. Halloween 2 is just more enjoyable. Uh, that hospital setting is really cool. And I got I to try and watch some more, like X-Ray. I, I, I got to try and watch some more of these hospital horror movies because I really enjoyed Autopsy as well. So, uh, nine, number 18 is a absolute bona fide classic 1968 1968 George Romero's Night of the Living Dead what is there to hate about this movie what is there that hasn't been said about this film it is a perfect movie and terrifying and it dives very much into the human psyche number 17 we have Dawn of the Dead no, not the one you're thinking. I'm talking about Zack Snyder's 2004 remake of a Romero classic, Dawn of the Dead. Yep, 2004's Dawn of the Dead. Uh, in my opinion, it is the best remake ever, best horror remake that I've ever seen. Uh, and I think it one-ups the original in every way. I'm not a big fan of the original. I will stand by that till death. But Dawn of the Dead 2004 by Zack Snyder is just action-packed. It comes hidden on all fours. It is a great movie that is a rare example of the 2000s doing horror right. Um, Moving on to number 16, we have, I said there would be more of these, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. This is a perfect slasher movie. Um, it's not the best movie, exactly, which is why I'm not going to have it much higher than this. Uh, I could argue, I can't argue being about number 15. I could, I could probably honestly drop it, but... It is a perfect movie. If somebody, a friend of yours, wants to get into slashers, you show them the final chapter because it represents what a slasher is and what a slasher should be. Now, number 15, another bona fide classic, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Now, I haven't seen the Stephen King miniseries, but I do intend to check it out someday. Um, I thought Dr. Sleep was kind of a disappointing follow-up, but The Shining is... What is there to say about it that hasn't been said? Um, people are so devoted to this movie. 
that Room 237, which I do intend to watch soon, uh, they made that entire documentary just about conspiracy theories on the movie because it's that great that people don't think a mistake could possibly have been made. That just says how loved this movie is. Now, number 14, another classic, but I think underappreciated. Creature from a Black Lagoon, 1954, I believe. Yes, 1954. Directed by Jack Arnold. Um, I kind of wish it wasn't black and white. I think Night of the Living Dead, which is the other black and white movie that's been on here so far, uh, is perfect black and white. Uh, Creature from a Black Lagoon, I do think it would be nice to have been in color, but the time it was created, I'm not going to mark it for that. Um, it is uh, the Gilman is my favorite uh, Universal monster. It is a very isolated setting in the movie. They're sitting in a lagoon the whole time, and it's honestly a pretty scary movie. I can understand why so many parents didn't want their children to see it when it came out. Now, talking about disturbing movies, let's move on to number thirteen. Um, this is always said to be the most controversial horror movie of all time and for good reason i think there are much more disturbing ones that come out but just because of when it came out i think is why it earns this title and that is cannibal holocaust 1980 uh like i thought the green inferno follow-up was more disturbing as i said this came out well i think green inferno i think was 2013 i might be wrong there but this came out 33 years before him. It started found footage, which I'm not a big fan of, but it works in this because it's not the main element. This is a disturbing exploitation movie, and it's not meant to be enjoyed. Um, it's meant to disturb you, and it does a very good job of that. Now, next is a movie that does a great balance between disturbing you and entertaining you, and that is now, number 12, Terrifier, 2016, directed by Damien Leone. David Howard Fortin, uh, pulled off art so well, there's a reason that Art the Clown was in my consideration to be a Halloween costume for me. Um, he's, if it wasn't for him, this movie wouldn't be near my favorites, but it is a great homage to Slashers. Um, Art the Clown, great villain, probably the most iconic villain we've gotten out of the 2010s. I mean, not the most, but he's up there. Uh, I I hope Terrifier 2 gets more recognition when it comes out than the original Terrifier did. We'll see. It's, the original's got a comic cult following. Uh, I'm doing 10 definitely to get Terrifier on Blu-ray. Uh, because because of the, it was shot in digital due to its low budget, I want to be able to see it as cleanly as I can. Uh, who knows, maybe it'll come out 4K someday. Probably not, though. So moving on to number 11. Now, this is the final entry from the big three on here. And that is Friday the 13th Part 3 3D. Um, I defended why I like this movie so much in my Friday ranking. I, I don't feel the need to do it again. Um, so let's just move on to number 10. And that is I Know What You Did Last Summer. I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, I did cover it in tandem with the birds. Uh, see, so yeah, we are in my top 10 now. And I Know What You Did Last Summer... Uh, I think the 90s is a pretty terrible time for horror in general, but we did get a couple good teen slashers, and I know he did last summer is one of the better ones out there. Um, 
Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, interesting. I did actually just see my next karate kid for the first time recently. Uh, she did. She didn't do well in that, but she did pretty damn well. And I know what you did last summer. Uh, I, I reviewed it recently. I don't feel the need to do it again. Um, we're on number nine, though. This is one that I should talk about a little bit, and that is the burning. The burning is my third favorite slasher of all time. Um, people say it ripped off Friday the 13th, but in reality, the script for the burning, I've heard, was written before Friday, the script for Friday the 13th. So I think it's just a complete coincidence. Uh, it was gonna slasher slasher is we're gonna be taken to a uh, summer camp setting eventually anyways and the burning just happened to have come out after Friday the 13th um, but I think it does a much better job than the original Friday the 13th it the only the the biggest nick in the movie is Cropsy because he is a pretty forgettable killer but everything else about it is a great slasher um, defend uh, talking about why I love it would be like talking about why I love slashers though so let's just move on to number eight and that is one that I think nobody's gonna argue being on here that is the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre what a historical movie what an important movie 1974 directed by Toby Hooper he went where no movie had gone before and we all as horror fans should be grateful for this film it still holds up it's not as gory as you think but that's just because of how it gets in your head and messes with you the Texas Chainsaw Massacre an incredible movie that will always be beloved. And moving on to number seven is one that a lot of people shy away from, and that is 2005 Hostel, directed by Eli Roth. Now, um, and of course, Quentin Tarantino was involved in it, and if it wasn't for him, it probably would be a lot worse, but Quentin Tarantino uh, is great he produced it and it didn't kick off the torture porn subgenre because that's what Saw did and arguably the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake but I don't want to get into that right now I can maybe make an episode about that sometime um but Hostel definitely went full in fully in on the torture porn subgenre and it did a terrific job at it. Um, I might have made a friend or two watch this who don't even like horror movies, just to mess with them, and it was hilarious. So thank you, Hostel, for existing for that reason. Um, moving on to number six is actually The Sixth Sense. Now, this is by far the most artsy film on this list. It could be argued that it isn't even horror, that's more of a thriller, but... Uh, this is my favorite Shyamalan film, and it is absolutely fantastic. It is a beautifully directed film. It has incredible characters. Um, I don't even consider it scary. Uh, I just love it for how great of a film it is, because us horror fans, we like a-level movies every now and then. We get a lot of crap, and it's nice to get some really high-grade movies sometimes. Now, talking about high-grade, we do have another one. This is probably in the top 10 most important films of all time. Of course, I'm talking about 
the original Alfred Hitchcock directed 1960 Psycho. Now this is similarly it's a thriller but this one is undeniably horror. Um, it was created to terrify. It does it and it introduces to Norman Bates a, a killer that is so fascinating and I have to watch Bates Motel TV show. I have to. I will someday. I'll probably just get it on Blu-ray and try and binge it sometime, but Psycho, nothing needs to be said about it. It's a perfect film. Now, number four is one that a lot of people, it's another one that people shy away from, and that is the original Wes Craven directed 1972 Last House on the Left. I think this is not Psycho, I said, is one of the most important films of all time, but this Last House on the Left is probably the most important non-classic film of all time, because it is the reason so many movies have gone as far as they have, because they, I think they look back and they say, Last, uh, Last House did it, why can't we? It's not a movie that's supposed to be enjoyed, it's a movie that's supposed to show the dark side of art, and I greatly appreciate that. And I always will. Um, it's not an easy watch. It's not supposed to be. So I don't know why people hate on it for that. But th th nothing much I'll say about it. Now moving on to number three. Uh, you guys knew this would come up eventually. We have the original Scream. This is my f uh, favorite Wes Craven film. It balances comedy. It balances horror. It revitalized not only the slasher subgenre but horror as a whole because before this uh what had we gotten we got silence of the lambs for the entire decade of the 90s scream it just saved the horror genre and it pulls a 180 you think drew barrymore's gonna be the final the main protagonist and isn't Introduced Nev Campbell, Sydney Prescott, probably one of the best final girls of all time. Scream. It's it's a very important movie in my life. It's probably the most important movie in my life on this list, honestly. Moving on to number two. Um, another Alfred Hitchcock. I think probably a lot of you saw this coming. Uh, the Birds. Uh, a movie that Part of me actually wishes was in black and white. I, I probably should just try and watch it in black and white, but we'll, we'll see. The Birds, I don't even love for being a horror movie. It is terrifying, and it works great as a horror movie, but I think it's a great drama. A romantic drama. It, and we get introduced to Tippi Hedren in this movie. A terrific gifted actress who made an entire generation terrified of birds well that's actually Alfred Hitchcock thanks to him thank you Hitchcock for terrifying my grandmother um, now moving on to number one maybe it doesn't deserve to be number one it's a complete guilty pleasure but in a lot of you are just gonna hate my entire list because of this, but I, I I have to be honest. Children of the Corn, 1984. This was 
the first horror movie I ever saw and actually was scared by and actually enjoyed. I had always wanted to watch horror movies before, but I had watched them and none of them ever affected me like Children of the Corn. Because at the time, I think it was the oldest horror movie I'd ever seen. Um, maybe Child's Play is older. I can't think off the top of my head about that. Um, I don't even remember really Child's Play that much. But Children of the Corn is a very intriguing thing, especially coming from a rural area as I do. I can relate to the terrifying aspect of being in a cornfield. And there's so much wrong with this movie, and I'll admit that, but Stephen King writes a hell of a story of a short story, Children of a Corn, and it makes, in my opinion, a great film adaptation. It could have been a much better. Um, maybe someday we'll get a really good remake. I know we've gotten some that weren't great before, but this will always hold place dear in my heart. It'll probably always will be number one. But that is my top 31 horror movie list for Halloween. Now, I would love to hear your guys' top 31s. Um, we all love horror so much, and we have a day that allows us to focus on our top 31 it's incredible halloween is so much more about horror movies too but for us horror fans that's what halloween really is about um thank you all for listening to this video this podcast episode video on youtube um have a nice day